1: Happy Monday. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But make sure with that $50 or more first-time deposit, you remember you'll get that free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our great web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice like mine from the CHGO locker. So two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership and a free t-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for placing a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. And remember, 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 use that code CHGO when you sign up. It is Mailbag Monday. We've got a lot to get to today. Thank you to everybody who uh, got questions into us. Now that the really busy part of the offseason is wrapped up um, with you know free agency, you know the dust is still settling for the most part, but most of the big names
0: are gone. And it seems like from what Kyle Davidson said last week, they're pretty much done. It it feels (laughs) like the Hawks
1: are pretty much done. Uh, The draft is obviously over. Uh, So now we wait for the final names to trickle in uh, via free agency and and go from there. So it's just Jay and Mario today. Greg is on vacation. He'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, Tomorrow, Top Shelf Tuesday, we're expecting to have Joe Brand uh, in studio with us for the entire show. Um, Max Domi was supposed to meet the media today. But travel issues have postponed that, so hopefully uh, that does not pr- uh, preclude Joe from joining us tomorrow. But one way or another, we'll be here, mm-hmm. and we'll be talking Hawks with you. So, Mario, I know you've got a piece coming out soon on allchgo.com, so, sort of projecting uh, the Blackhawks lineup for next season. So why don't we start there? I know you've put the work in, uh, so I'm going to give you the floor to sort of set things up. And and as we start to daydream about the 2022-23 <laughs> Blackhawks daydream. Uh, and what the lineup might look like.
0: Daydream is a is a uh I can't wait. soft term to use. I don't care if they lose. I just want <laughs> hockey back in my life. Oh yeah, I'm 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 in the same boat. Yeah, I, I was going through, you know, thinking draft is over, um, free agency, the the big frenzy of the opening of free agency has come and gone. So now I have a little bit of an idea of what the Blackhawks roster is. Uh, may look like. And now I took a stab at like, okay, well, where would some of these players slot into a lineup? Like what would a, pro- a potential lineup look like? So um, yeah, later today, allchgo.com, uh, the full article will be available with uh, with lines and just some thoughts on, on, on what the team could be. Uh, but I was looking at it and, you know, uh, the top line it's easy to say like, oh, Max Domi, Patrick Kane, and Jonathan Tays like <laughs> probably the three best players that they have uh, in the forwards group. Um, but for me, I was I was trying to think of it as like, okay, what would maximize the spreading out of talent amongst yeah. amongst the team? Luke Richardson may completely go the opposite direction. He might be like, I'm just going to load up my top line, and the rest of the nine can figure it out. Um, but so I I, I went with uh, Andreas Anth- Athanasiu, Jonathan Taze, and Taylor Radish on the top line. Right. Uh, Tays and Radish had a little bit of chemistry towards the end of last season. Um, I I think it's pretty evident that Jonathan Tays is uh, not the player he used to be, and his his speed last season was noticeably uh, slower. And I, I I think adding a player like Athanasiu, who really is a straight line speed kind of player. Uh, could really make uh, a, a difference for Taze to, uh, to to play alongside. And it gives an opportunity for a player like Athanasiu, who, let's face it, he's going to be here for two-thirds of the season, um, gives him an opportunity to play with a guy like Jonathan Taze to potentially up his value uh, as, as the trade deadline approaches. The second line I went with was Patrick Kane, Max Domi, and Lucas Reichel, between the two of them. Um, I think line. that I think that is probably the most skilled and probably the most highlight-worthy uh, line. I know, quote unquote, highlight-worthy. <laughs> uh, we're, 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 we're grasping at straws here, but um, I just think it's it's. I think Domi and Kane could play well together because as much as a pud as Domi can be on the ice, he's still a very skilled player, and Patrick Kane obviously thrives playing with other. Uh, Skilled players, not on the same level as him, but someone who could match that. And I think Reichel is another player who could pair well with those guys. And it's a lot of pressure and expectation to put on him going into a full season uh, as as a twenty year old. But my reasoning is, where else? One, where else are you going to play him? Yeah. Uh, If you want him to be a center, you you need to give him the opportunity to sink or swim as a center. And if you want to really give him a successful chance at, at swimming put him with two very good skilled veterans and allow him to figure it out in in that kind of setting. I also Um, think
1: doing that is going to get him points. You know, Patrick Kane is a point creator. Uh, I retweeted something from uh, hockey analyst, Jay fresh yesterday and Max Domi is an elite playmaker. So you put him with those two guys and the points are going to start to come for Reichel, which I think, you know, in a young player, especially someone who is very offense first, like Lucas Reichel If his career starts with a lot of blank score sheets, those are the sort of things that can eh, maybe start to sink into the confidence a little bit. If he's on a line with Domi and with Kane, those points are going to come just kind of by osmosis. He's going to be on the ice with two guys to pick up points. He's going to be touching the puck a lot lot as that center. So I think I really like that idea. I'm also very excited about watching that line play. My only fear is who's going in the corner to get the pucks. I guess that would be Domi. Uh, would be the more physical of the three. But yeah, I mean yeah. sign me up. That that you said that I'm like, oh yeah, that, yeah. Physi- that's an exciting line to watch.
0: Physically imposing is not that line's no. number one <laughs> right. number one uh trait. But yeah, I think it's 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 a it's a line that, you know, not every line uh, especially on this team, is going to check all the boxes of, like, someone who's a good two-way guy, goes into the corners, plays physical, one guy that is, you know, a sniper, and one guy who can distribute the puck wherever. Like, not every line is going to be able to do that. <laughs> Maybe one line can do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I, I I, think the theme of the, the rest of this offseason and going into, into this upcoming season is going to be make sure your expectations are tempered, um, and that way <laughs> you're not going to, yep. you know, raise your blood pressure over this team. Um, and my other point about Lucas Reichel is that he's, this will now be his fourth professional yeah. season that he's played. He played last, most of last season in the AHL, uh, had about, what was it 15 games with, uh, with the Blackhawks at the NHL level. He played two seasons in Germany in the professional ranks, which again is not the NHL. It's not even the AHL, but it's still, he's a 17, 18 year old kid playing against men in that league. A lot of former, uh, NHL players play in that league as well. Um, so it's, it's not like you're taking a, a, an 18-year-old kid going from junior to the NHL and playing him in the top six. Uh, you're, you're taking a guy who has had some time to develop, and, and I, I think having a little bit of higher expectations for Lucas Reichel is is okay. Uh, I know we're preaching patience and development and, and, and not pushing guys before they're ready, but I think with Lucas Reichel, there is enough there that I can say, like, you know what? You can start him fast and pull him back, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and 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 not really. I, I don't think there's going to be too much of a worry of like, oh shoot, like he's not ready to go. If it is, send him to Rockford. It's it's. It, there's there's really nothing to lose at that point. If you want to say like, you know what, we need to pull it back. We did it with Ian Mitchell, and now Ian Mitchell going into this season has an opportunity to hold a lineup spot. That's a real good point. When we had Derek King in the studio a couple months ago, he mentioned
1: that you know putting someone down in the minors doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bust or they're a disappointment or whatever. sometimes you just need to zoom out and go focus on something specific mm-hmm. right and and sending guys down it's not it doesn't necessarily mean they're never ever going to be NHL grade players. so if Lucas Reichel finds himself down in Brockford a couple times this year just to hone some skills work on some particular things it's not the end of the world there's no reason to panic there's no reason to label him a bust. Like you said, the Hawks have been preaching patience. They've been preaching development, which is what we've wanted for years, and they've never shown it. Every big prospect they've had, they have rushed. Mm-hmm. Right? Yokoharu, Boquist, even to a, to some point, Tavo Teravainen was a little bit rushed. Yep. Not as much as the others. Kirby Doc, obviously. It, yeah, the list goes the on and on yeah. of guys who are just not ready for the NHL that were brought up here for reasons? I don't know. <laughs> and, and now yeah. Reichel is like the one guy, and I do feel like – if he who shall not be named was the GM for the uh, entirety of last season, that Lucas Reichel probably would have played the whole year in Chicago or the vast majority majority
0: of it. it, Yeah, it would have been flipped how how much he played in the AHL to the NHL. He would have played mostly in the NHL.
1: So I'm very happy that uh, Kyle Davidson and seemingly Luke Richardson understand that development takes time it's also not linear we're going to say that a lot Mm -hmm. it's not just a straight line up there's going to be peaks and valleys in anyone's development Lucas Reichel is no different
0: well and and you know you mentioned Haro. you mentioned Boquist another guy who went through that and is no longer around but benefit probably benefited from that was Nick Schmaltz he he was kind of floundering with with the Blackhawks at, at, at different times went to Rockford um had a had a decent decent stretch there and kind of Maybe re- reconfigured what he was doing at that time, got back to the NHL level, was a pretty uh, productive player and then so far being in, in Arizona, uh, he's, he's been fine. He's been fine. Yep. He hasn't had to you know he hasn't looked like a bust um, and he hasn't been a superstar, but he's been doing pretty well. I think, I think that's part of it too when and, and and hopefully this is what happens
1: for Kirby Doc and, and Hunter and the chat points out Ryan Hartman, when you move from the team that drafted you, that had these incredibly high expectations for you, the pressure to become a superstar is off a little bit. And a I think bit, the same yeah. can be said for Dylan Strome. Pick third overall. By the way, if you miss it, Dylan Strome, Washington Capital. Congratulations to Dylan Strome on his contract. Um, we're going to get to that in Mailbag Monday a little bit. Um, but like moving from that team that drafted you with those high expectations, even with Doc going to Montreal, he Canadians fans aren't expecting Kirby Doc to be the next franchise center of the Canadians. They're hoping that he'll be a really solid second or third line center or yeah. winger. And I think that's very attainable for Kirby.
0: A trip down uh, Habs Twitter will, <laughs> will show you the expectations that they have. They are still high for, for Kirby doc. I think a lot of uh, Canadians fans are talking themselves into uh, he's, a, he's a, he's a reclamation project. And the expectation is that he will be, rebuilt uh, okay. in Montreal so I mean yeah the but the thing is he's 21 and he was put into a situation where he had a ton of road uh, of of speed bumps in his development yeah, so yes a change of scenery uh you know maybe a change of expectation a little bit at least uh will will, will do him well yeah I, I I think I think Doc definitely could be a, a player like that where you know, it's it, it, it just needs to be a, a, a reset and and having that early in your career rather than being 27 or 28 needing a reset, you know the expectations for you to bounce back are, are, are pretty good. Check out the the full article on uh, allchgo.com later today. Don't want to get I don't want to go through every line here, but I'll give the highlights of the of the defense. Um, I did have Alex Vlasic and Alec Regula in the lineup. Uh, pretty much the the defensive rotation, uh, the top four. I had the same as 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 it ended last season. Connor Murphy and Jake McCabe uh, in the second pairing. Seth Jones and Vlasic on the top, but the bottom pair. Uh, literally, you could take nine names, yeah, throw them <laughs> at the wall, and whatever two stick, there's your bottom pair. Like literally, it's there. There's so many guys in the mix uh, that could that could be playing. Uh, you know, that third pairing on on the defensive. Uh, in the defensive lineup for the Blackhawks, it's just, and I expect it to be a blender this season. Um, it should be, which it's fine. Yeah, yeah, unless unless two solid players say no, we're NH- we're NHL lineup regulars. Yeah, rotate the guys you have. Um, you know, mix mix it up and and see what some of those prospects can do. Um, the bottom six of the forward group, not a ton. Uh, Colin Blackwell's in, in there. Uh, he's he's a recent signee. Uh, Tyler Johnson and Sam Lafferty I have on the third line uh, paired together. Uh, and then the goaltenders, Mrazic, Staylock, Soderbloom, Stauber, One, two, three, four.
1: All right. Yeah, don't so. give the whole thing away. You want the rest, allchgo.com. Uh, later this afternoon, make sure you do it. And uh, Region Rev is doing my job for me. Uh, <laughs> smash the like button. I always forget to say this when we start the podcast. We've got like 70 people at least watching right now on YouTube. Up, all 70 of you, please hit that like button right now. I'll, I'll pause it. okay thanks a there lot for doing go. that we appreciate it wow look uh, at all those likes <laughs> that's always <laughs> incredibly helpful for us and for all of chgo uh, you see a live video or any video click on it hit that like button it's uh, super super helpful so make Sh- sure you do that for us shout all out right.
0: to the people who uh yes. stopped by during prospect camp last yeah, week i met met skokes on friday good good guy always in the chat uh he is not uh, Greg's burner account. He's a real person. Yeah, he's a real. Or claims uh, they to just be, claims to be anyway. <laughs> they just happen to to uh, <laughs> live in the same neighborhood and have gone to the same high school. But uh, but yeah, shout out to uh, to Cian Skokes and uh, and everyone else that came out and said hi. Last week was a lot of fun. I am looking forward to getting back to a uh, regular schedule here at yeah, CHGO definitely. for the rest of the summer. And um, yeah, I'm just just waiting on that uh, Phil Kessel announcement. Yeah, just yeah, waiting the, on uh, it. Yes, uh, I'm joking. Everyone, indeed. please. Take a breath. Go outside. Take a walk around your block. It's fine. I'm not actually advocating for Phil Kessel to be signed by the Blackhawks. Yes, I am.
1: If I if I just put on a Phil Kessel jersey, would you know the difference? That's the question. (laughs) Like, am I? If I want Phil Kessel in studio, (laughs) Phil Kessel in studio. Hey. You can't prove I'm not Phil Kessel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's up, so guys? <laughs> yeah. It, no. Uh, you know, prospects camp was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. The scrimmage Friday was good.
0: I am so glad they changed it to a yes. five-on-five. That so was glad. cool.
1: And if you were there and you're like, "Wow, this is sloppy," keep in mind, like, no systems have been put into place yet. It is basically
0: a that big, is it's a, a rad that is essentially game. A, a bunch of 19 and 20 year olds going. All right, let's go play. Yeah.
1: Woo! Exactly. <laughs> um. But the good news, uh, and if you listen, by, by the way, if you missed it. Friday's episode, we wrap up Prospects Camp and we shared our interviews with Frank Nazar, Drew Camesso, Ethan Del Mastro, and Nolan Allen. Uh, really good stuff. We hope you enjoyed that. To. If you've not listened, make sure you do. And all those videos are available on YouTube. All those interviews individually. You can watch Frank Nazar juggle. Um, <laughs> Some And hucks. man, uh, I it th- might have been Ben Pope that wrote it, that he's already got Frank Nazar as the Hawks' number one prospect based on camp alone. And it's really uh, hard to argue with that because... That dude, he looks so good. He looks so good. Yeah. I, I was really impressed with him. But everybody that you want to, that you can project as NHLers, from Nazar and Korczynski, Nolan Allen, uh, Samuel Savoy, Savoy, I almost said Savoy again, all those guys look the part. There was never a moment where you were like, ooh, I don't see an NHLer there. Yeah. And and that was kind of the thought maybe with Nolan Allen a little bit when he was drafted but well, you see him on the ice. He's never going to be a big point producer. No, it's I, just not his game. No,
0: I think his game is going to be like a shutdown defensive uh, defenseman. If, if he maxes yeah. out as Connor Murphy, that's a solid pick. Yeah, Connor Murphy was a first round pick. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, the 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 thought was that Allen was a stretch last, uh, not this past draft, but the twenty twenty one draft. Um, but yeah, I think he's still got the the makings of, of being a, a solid player. Obviously, there's still time to figure things out. He's going to go back to junior again this season. Um, yeah, all those guys were, were were great to talk to. And uh, yeah, Nazar, we we mentioned it in our uh, in in our prospect camp wrap up uh, post, which you can see at allchgo.com. A little notebook about all the things going on throughout the week. You know, we it's it's redundant. The best players look like the best players, yeah. but. That's, that's what you, good. That's what you want to right. see. You you don't want to come away thinking, uh oh, we might have some trouble on our hands or anything you, like that. You don't
1: want to see Frank Nazar get
0: shut down by a by a camp invite. Right. Yeah. That would be <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah. would that would be the the worst case scenario. But yeah, he he looked he looked really good. I think to to call him the best prospect. I mean, you basically just have to say is he better than Lucas Reichel right now? Uh, we'll, we'll have to see. I definitely am going to be following, uh, what he does at Michigan this season pretty closely, uh, just to kind of see how he's, uh, how he's panning out at the college game and, and take it from there. I, you know, I think based on, on projections, yeah, he's probably projected to be maybe a a more, more of a lock to be a top six, uh, player in the NHL than Lucas Reichel might be at this time. Um. But there's a lot of time to see how things pan out. But I think that it's the, the right first steps for some of these first-round guys. And I'll
1: say, too, before we get to Mailbag Monday, uh, a lot of these guys are very far away from the NHL, including Nazar, who's probably, what, a best three, three years?
0: Maybe, yeah, two, three years. Yeah, so it's it's not going to happen be, anytime soon. To be soon. safe, basically, you know? If, yeah. he, if he wants to play two seasons, three seasons at Michigan, no problem with that. Uh, if, if that's the plan to make sure that when he is ready to make the jump, he is ready to go. Um, I think that that's probably in the best best interest of the Hawks.
1: All right. Mailbag Monday time. But first, got to remind you, the best way to support us here at CHGO is to download that points bet app. And when you do, use that promo code CHGO. It's over that way. See it? There you go. I pointed correctly. Very proud of myself. Boom. Boom. You'll get two risk-free bets Up to two grand when you use that code CHGO. You're also, with a $50 or more first time deposit, going to get that free CHGO membership. That unlocks our awesome web content, including. mario's upcoming piece from later today you'll get access to our discord page which gets priority on mailbag monday as oh, you're yeah. about to find out um and uh you know free shirt from the chgo locker like my blackhawks one here every team is represented my wife and i were on the town yesterday i was wearing my chgo bulls she was wearing her chgo sky nice. we were dorks but it was cool because they're both awesome shirts so two grand in free bets a free chgo membership and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker. All that for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. It's your home for live in-play betting. What does that mean? You're watching the Cubs game. They're winning by two. You know they're going to lose. It's inevitable. (laughs) It's inevitable, inevitable. They're going to lose the game. You bet that the Cubs are gonna lose despite their lead. That is in play betting. Okay. I'm a Cubs fan. I can make these jokes. I'm allowed to do it. I have suffered along. The game Thursday, the Cubs lost eight to nothing. It was very nice to be at a game I wasn't invested in. I was like, oh look at that. There goes another double. Oh, look at Pete Alonzo just hit the scoreboard. Sweet. This is a lot of fun. This hot dog is delicious. Yeah, bet along <laughs> with the game on PointsBet. It's a great time, and it keeps you <laughs> invested in games that don't matter. There you go. And we've got a lot of those happening around town uh, lately. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services.
0: And another good way to support us at CHGO and to support yourself is to go try some Owen, O-W-Y-N, stands for only what you need. What is Owen, you may be asking yourself? Well, I'll tell you. Owen is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you the nutrition that works just as hard as you do. All of Owen's products are free of artificial ingredients. They are allergen-friendly. They don't contain any gluten or dairy and are easily digestible. You may have heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who follows a plant-based diet. And right now, Owen and CHGO are partnering up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off of your first purchase at liveowen.com when you use the promo code CHGO20. That's 20% off of your first purchase at liveowen.com using the promo code CHGO20. I've tried Owen. It tastes great. It helps me during my workouts, uh, the recovery time when you're my age and have played the sports that I have. Um, you know, Just a little, hum, little humble brag there. You your know? age well-oiled machine, top athlete, elite hashtag. Uh, it, it, it helps with the, uh, the recovery time for sure. Uh, and I myself try and uh, cut out gluten and dairy as much as possible. So it's perfect uh, for that. So join me, elite athlete and Justin Fields, elite athlete. Also Justin Fields. <laughs> and try some Owen. Again, that's O-W-Y-N, only what you need.
1: All right, let's get to it. Mailbag Monday. If you ever want to get involved in Mailbag Monday, use our very lonely email account, blackhawks <laughs> at allchgo.com. There's nothing in there. It's sad. Ah. Wah, wah. <laughs> send us an email. email. But the easiest way is to hit us up on Discord or to send us a tweet at chgo underscore Blackhawks. No postage needed. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, all right, so the first one, as I said, our Discord channel gets priority. So Sunghyun86 says... Realistically speaking, what would the best offer from a contender for Patrick Kane end up looking like in the mm. offseason or by the trade deadline? Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be the deadline. Well, yeah. not the deadline. It would be the in-season in, in season, or the deadline by all
0: accounts, yeah. Um, uh, I think should we should we pick a contender to maybe use as an example? I like that idea. Are the Rangers? I think the Rangers the are that It, it is a, it is a rumor mention? that will
1: not go away. Uh, yeah, it's it's very tough to elude Sean's the Rangers. Came to Vegas for Eichel. No, oh, it's a
0: joke. Oh, <laughs> I don't want I don't want Eichel anymore. Yeah, no, pass, pass, too much, pass too much Jack bad Eichel. news.
1: All right, so bad news. so Rangers, let's do this real quick. Rangers for sure. So okay. last night I was kind of doing some research because I saw this question and want to have my uh, ducks in a row to answer it. So you're talking about a unrestricted free agent. I think it's fair to say Patrick Kane, despite his age, is still in his prime. It's an elite
0: postseason rental.
1: Yes, exactly. So as I'm going through this list of deadline transactions for players of that status, the one I found that struck me as the most similar was when the Atlanta Thrashers traded Marion Hossa to the Pittsburgh Penguins for the 08 cup run. So the Penguins... Really fleece the thrashers on this one, by the way. Yes, they did. Uh, yes, Hosa and Pascal Dupuis for Colby Armstrong, Eric Christensen, prospect Angelo Esposito, and a first round pick in the oh in the OA draft. So that was the return for Hosa and Dupuis, Colby Armstrong, who was a, at the time a pretty highly touted young player. People thought was going to be better than he ended up being. Yeah, Eric Christensen, I don't have too much of a memory on. Angelo Esposito was a pretty high prospect. And a first-round pick, so I think it's fair to say there's no way they're moving came without getting a first back. That's that the conversation begins with the first-round pick. That's when Kyle Davidson begins to return the text.
0: The uh, the pick made by the Atlanta Thrashers in that trade, that next uh, that that following draft, uh, the vaunted Dalton Lavelle. Oh God. Dalton Lavelle. <laughs> I've never even heard that name. I don't blame you. Dalton Lavelle? He, uh, he was drafted out of the uh, Greater Ontario Junior Hockey League, played one, two, three, four seasons at Michigan State before having an AHL and ECHL career that spanned uh, over 200 combined games. So Dalton Lavelle. Yeah, okay. so <laughs> for, for the Thrashers, it... It did not pan out the way that they had hoped. What? But everything had
1: gone so well for the Thrashers.
0: <laughs> that is uh, but that is the, the risk you run in, in these kinds of deals when and and that is the assumed risk that the Blackhawks are taking this offseason with everything that they've that they've done so far by by trading Alex Debrinkett, by trading Kirby Doc. What they're doing is basically taking a big scoop of the maybe pile and hoping that by the time that they get to the table and Dump out the maybes. A couple of them stick, and a couple of them turn out to be as good or, potentially better than what Alice DeBrinkett and Kirby Doc uh, could bring to the table. Plus, that's that's going to keep churning. With Patrick Kane, what you're hoping is to get a big handful of the maybes, and and get one or two that 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 stick. Sometimes you might get nothing that sticks. Sometimes you might get two or three that yeah. turn out, and you might say, Hey, we actually want to trade. Um, so I think with, with Kane, it's, it's even as a, as a rental, it's still going to be a pretty significant haul of maybes and and, and future assets. If they can get a first round pick, if if we're talking about the Rangers, if they can get a first round pick one or two of their like upper level prospects, Mm -hmm. I think that's probably best case scenario you can go with. If they <laughs> we were we were talking about it before the show, who is this roster's Pasquale Dupuy and we were like, "Oh, Thanosiu is buying." Thanosiu, I guess. Yeah. Um so yeah, it'd be it would be a player that you add to it. Maybe you get an extra little thing in in in, in the deal, a fourth round pick, whatever it is. Um, well, look, a team that's looking to load
1: up might want more than just Patrick Kane. Right. And I mean, honestly, there is a scenario where you could do Kane and Taves to a team and just get a massive return. Oh my God, because
0: think about You'd this. you have to right? have like, like a four-way trade with all that salary retention. Yeah, but,
1: but the well, but it, but the, that's the thing is like by that time of the year, the salary is lower because it does prorate it's actual dollars. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And then yes, the Hawks could take on half the money, and they that's not even a, a consideration for them. So whichever team would be bringing those guys in is going to do it for a song. Um, we'll just talk about is one trade at a time right now, right? right? Just for simplicity, but. You're, for Patrick Kane, every team that's contending is gonna want to bring in Patrick Kane at half the cost at the end of the season. It is a no-brainer, and people are gonna do their their maneuvering. Like, oh, let's put somebody on an LTIR, rest them up for the playoffs. Maybe Tampa. Nikita Kucherov goes down for a little <laughs> while again, and the Lightning right. find room for Patrick Kane. You know, like there's always those sort of scenarios. So you've got to find
0: teams with picks and prospects you like, and you basically just say. Beat the offer, and we knew that a team like Colorado was was seriously trying to think about okay, yep. what, what can we do to get a Patrick Kane trade to work? And Colorado is like was already loaded, so it's just like you look you look at it. There's no team that's in contention at the trade deadline that would say, "Nah, we're good. We don't need Patrick Kane." Things can be cre- pe- Teams can get creative, and it seems like Kyle Davidson is very open to creativity. Yeah, and
1: the Rangers. This is interesting to me. Is You've got Capo Caco. You've got Lafreniere. Mm-hmm. I can never say his name right. Alexis Lafreniere. Lafreniere. That's, that's pretty, I said it yeah, right? Pretty right. Pretty good. good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if Lafreniere is on the table, but Caco, if he, he's a restricted free agent right now. He doesn't have a contract at the moment. But I don't know. Like, Would you be willing to take on one of those two guys instead of trading for a first?
0: Right? Would you take... I mean, that's a former first overall and former second, second overall. overall.
1: And Lafreniere was considered... Almost like a Bedard level prospect, right? Like I can't miss number one overall. Everyone he knew was, he was gonna yeah. be number one overall. He he was maybe like, a Shane Wright. He was level, like a Shane Wright who didn't wasn't. fall to
0: fourth. <laughs> <Right>. yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was like a Shane Wright that everyone didn't talk themselves out of. Um but yeah, still still a very, you know, talented player. Likely will play in in a top six role once he's reached the peak of his career. Um same with 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 Kako. I, I think, yeah, I think if, if you substitute the first round pick for a player like that, because you're thinking about it. the If the rate, a team like the Rangers or any contender is giving up their first round pick. It's a late first round pick. Even if they get bounced in the first round, it's probably in the late teens. Um, so if you're saying like a former second overall or first overall player with that kind of talent level, you might value that a little bit better than a pick that could, if Patrick Kane were to go to the Rangers, like you're looking at a team that as currently constructed and, adding him to the to the mix, you're kind of looking at, like, hey, this first-round pick that we're getting back might be mid to late 20s yeah. or in the 30s. Like, I yeah, you might value that already NHL-ready top talent more than a future maybe, especially yeah. a late first round. It, it, it might be more valuable to take the guy who's ready to go.
1: So Brandon uh, with a $5 Super Chat. Thanks, Thank you, Brandon. Brandon. Says, can you both talk about the potential teams in which you think both Kane could wave and go to? Uh, Even Jonathan Taves. Look, I I think when you saw... Marc-Andre Fleury is a good case study. That was a guy who wrestled with the idea of coming to the Hawks, ultimately agreed and said, right, (laughs) the thought was maybe he would retire and said, come to me at the deadline and we'll talk. And he ended up going to Minnesota. It's going to be... It's kind of hard to like make a list right now because the season hasn't began. But as we get closer to the deadline, you're going to see which teams are true contenders. Every year, there's a team that... Falls off for seemingly no reason and every year there's a team that is way better than anyone thinks mm-hmm. right so it, it's hard to say, but I don't see like if I don't know uh the Florida Panthers are good again in a piece of way, right like they thought they were with Claude Giroux. Yeah, right go and they say to Jonathan Tays, would you go play in Florida for two months? I can't see him saying no to that. if he agrees no. to be traded, I don't think any of the like likely playoff teams we're talking about would be no's for him. Right. Even, like, when you think about the markets where guys are like, I don't want to play there, that's usually Winnipeg because it sucks, <laughs> the weather's terrible, it's this tiny little town. That's where he's from. So I really don't see a team where Jonathan Winnipeg's Tays would intention. say, absolutely not, I'm never playing for this team.
0: Yeah, and I think if you're looking at it, too, this, these trades, if they are to happen are most likely going to be in season or at the deadline. So you're, these guys aren't committing to a full 82 game schedule in Winnipeg or in New York or Buffalo or Nashville or whatever. Like they're not committing to that. They're pl- going to play at least two thirds of the season in Chicago with, with this team and, and in the life that they know. So it's not, you know, you're not making a big leap. You're, you're not, you know, looking to buy a, a house wherever you're getting traded to you're you're just moving right. a box of your stuff to apartment that you rent for two months trying to win a Stanley Cup so it's 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 not as big of a deal as as making a full season commitment uh or tr- or thinking of, of signing an extension there now they they could run into a situation where Patrick Kane goes to New York uh potentially they have a great run with him there maybe they win a cup I don't know and then he says, you know what, I'm going a, I'm a, I'm a to stay. stay in New York or I'm going to stay wherever yeah. I end up going. That, that could also happen. But, yeah, I think as the season goes on, we will get a, a clearer picture of the haves and have-nots in the league. And I think from, from that point on, then you can start to kind of pick and choose, all right, where are some connections that, that these guys have, whether it's former teammates or former coaches or, um, you know, what have you. Uh, and 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 you start to look at what fits best between the two teams. Like there, there's gonna be there's gonna be some teams this year that are contenders that have a prospect pool that is wiped out, and you're like, don't I don't care about anything you have to give you have to give yeah, to me, right? Besides picks, um, yeah. Like and, if the Blackhawks
1: were trying to trade for Jonathan the Days or Patrick Kane. Yeah, it We'll work. give you Isaac Phillips and uh, and uh, yeah, no, and a bunch of our first, yeah, our gonna, late yeah, round yeah, firsts. Right. Dude, the um, other thing, just yeah. real quick, to keep in mind here before I forget to say it in my old brain. Um usually what happens in these cases is the general manager will speak to another GM that GM will make an offer then the GM will go to the player and say we've got an offer from Florida would you this is the best offer we have would you accept the trade to Florida or the GM goes to the player with these are the three teams we're dealing with these are the three that have offered us the best potential in order where would you like to go and I do think As hard as this pill is to swallow for Hawks fans, the Hawks should accommodate where those guys want to go. I think Kane and Taves have earned the right to say, don't just trade me for the biggest return. I'd rather go to Tampa than to Minnesota. So if it's a little bit less of a package, then trade me to Tampa and not Minnesota. I think they do owe them that, as long as it's not an egregious difference in return. Yeah, you know, I, I do think that 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 is something that should be considered, and might be. Well, and they, so.
0: and they have, I mean, they have that built into their contracts. If they don't want to go anywhere, they they yeah. Cal Davidson say, "Well, screw you! I'm making this trade," and they say, "No, you're not. No, you're not." They exactly. have they have the ability to do that. And I think too, what Davidson has said is, um, he's not going to ask them to waive. I guess, technically, but you, what you're saying is, is correct. GMs are always talking, always you know, thinking of, of, of these kinds of moves and whether they ever come to fruition or are public or whatever uh, is, is a different story. But those conversations are always happening, whether they say we're not trading these guys or not, those are always happening. But I think what Davidson is saying is that he's not going to actively ship them out of town unless they say, hey, uh, you, can, you can throw my name out there.
1: All right, let's get one from the chat here. The, uh, this one's uh, from Narfin. He says, "If I'm allowed to contribute to Mailbag Monday from the chat, yes. do you guys have any other podcasts that are good to check out for hockey? Love your show and started listening to, listen to Thirty Two Thoughts and like it. Uh, Thirty nah. th- Two Thoughts is my go to us, <laughs> just us. Yeah, um, we're all you need. <laughs> yeah, for me, Thirty Two <laughs> nah, Thoughts is the go to for like insider scoops and." what might be happening. Yeah.
0: Um, 32 thoughts. People love spitting
1: chicklets. If you can stomach the company that is published by no judgment, either way, would it do you, you know, whatever you're comfortable with. I I will listen to that for player interviews because players get really candid with those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still reference a Duncan Keith interview from like October of 2019 or something yeah. um, that they have where he really opened up to them about Jeremy Colleton, and uh, Joel Quenville, like the difference between those two. It's something I think about all the time. Um, so that's one. If you're into that, there's a lot. It's just kind of whatever you're looking for. There's the, a lot of good Hawks
0: ones. The, the, the uh, I believe it's the Daily Faceoff rundown or Daily Faceoff live. I can't remember which one yeah. it is. But the one that Frank Saravalli is always on is a good one too. Um, yeah, any any podcast where Frank Saravalli or Elliot Friedman – are the the head guys, that's where you're gonna get a lot of good information, a lot of good talk. Uh, league wide, not just, you know, team specific. League wide. Those are two really good ones to check out. Um, and my miss- soup is pretty good. I'm missing one. I can't can't remember. Um, there's a bunch. Yeah. There's, there's a, a lot of it's good all ones kind of there. a it's like all podcasts. Like whatever whatever sort of there's yeah, Tempo there's, so, you're into, many, there's you know? so many different different you know flavors of podcasts that you uh you can you could try out and see which one fits. Hopefully you like the uh, the flavor of the CHGO Blackhawks podcast and uh, keep coming back to us. But yeah, if you want to go listen to 32 Thoughts as well, that's totally fine. We do the same thing. All right, let's go
1: to the uh, Twitter questions. This one's from Dan H. Is there anyone left on the free agent market?
0: Kessel not included. What? That you would add to the Blackhawks. Damn, Dan, why you gotta be like that? Uh, honestly,
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not really.
0: No. I when when Kyle Davidson was like, "We're pretty much done." I was like, "Yep, that checks out."
1: Yeah, I think you and Domi and Blackwell kind of like accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. They fill out the roster with NHL pros. All three of them are very easy to move. It feels like Blackwell is a little longer-term investment for the Hawks, like they actually kind (laughs) of like him and want him around.
0: Two years, long-term. Yeah, but I (laughs) I think
1: that exactly what we talked about going into free agency, look for them to pick up pieces they can flip at the deadline. They've done that. They've gotten probably better ones than I expected them to get. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't think Athanasiu or Domi would be interested in coming here and and betting on themselves. No, to get
0: both of those guys uh, through free agency was impressive. Uh, for. The goal of short-term flippable.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, but I yeah. think we should temper like expectations that. too on both those guys. I think it's very unlikely they get, no way either returns a first-round draft pick. That's out of the question. No. You're talking about like a mid-level prospect or uh, a third-round pick, maybe at best. But again, maybe
0: you get two-thirds or something like that. Or yeah, like, I, I don't, don't see it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't see a huge return coming for either of those guys. But again. You're basically just paying money to gain some assets at the deadline, whatever they might Mm -hmm. be, and that's just – it's just savvy. You need guys to fill out the roster. They've done that. Maybe they do the same thing next year. Two more free agents for a couple million bucks, and they fill out a spot, do it again. It's just – it is how you uh, acquire assets. So, no, I'm not really interested in bringing anyone else in because you don't want them to get uh, too competitive. That would be (laughs) a big problem.
0: Well, and and as far as the lineup goes – um, they have enough spots where you're playing kind of the younger players that you're thinking, oh, they might turn into something, uh, and enough spots are taken up by the, the 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 already in place veterans or the free agents added. You have your two goalies. Like, there's really no other spot in the lineup where you could like, oh, we need to you know plug in a player here. It's pretty much what they have right now, and then the the next tier of guys that are like between the AHL and the NHL. I think those are their guys. I think those are their players going into the season, yep. and, and that's going to be what it's going to be. Now, the roster could go through some changes. There could be some injuries. There could be there could be some trades that still happen late this se- late in the off season. We don't know, um, but I think as far as going back to the free agency pool, I think it's over.
1: Agreed. All right. Next up, I think we have JM. Right? Is that right, uh, Kevin? That's our next question from Twitter. Uh, Is the Adam Clendenning deal official? Haven't heard anything since it was first reported. Any word on David Gust to Rockford? Clendenning was made official this morning.
0: Made official this morning. He is on an AHL deal. Uh, David Gust, uh, I have not heard anything new on that. That was a few days ago. I I talked to two people who I I trust uh, with that information and they said that their their sense was that Gust would be coming from the Chicago Wolves, staying in the area, and going to the Rockford IceHogs. That hasn't uh, had any movement since then. But um, again, that that's going to be a, a minor league contract. Those things uh, some sometimes those don't happen until later in the summer. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to see Clendenning back. Um, I think he fills a need we, we've we've talked about it a little bit last week he fills a need that the ice hogs were looking to to that the blackhawks were looking to fill with the ice hogs and that's to have some more competitive veterans uh to play along with the young players uh one of the most decorated uh ahl players in recent years not only for the blackhawks but uh for for other teams as well um he was a great player to have in the locker room uh they brought him back for the for the 2018 playoff run for the ice hogs so yeah i think he's 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 going to play a, a minor league role he's going to play a leadership role with that group and i think that that's that's a good thing uh for for that young group in rockford to do i don't think you have to worry about Clendenning coming up to the nhl i don't think that's at all in the plans he should be in the ahl the entire season
1: all right, let's go back to the chat. Got one here from No Roids, Just Rage. Uh, he says, Rage. I heard potential Avs acquiring Kane for new hook, Byram, and a first.
0: Uh, yeah, sign me up.
1: Yes, absolutely make that trade. But I'll tell you, nothing. there's nothing, nothing that you're hearing in terms of names and picks is real yet. Patrick Kane oh, is going yeah. to start the season in Chicago. The ABS and Hawks don't just have that trade sitting on the table. If it was sitting on the table, it'd be done. Right. They would make that trade now and, and execute it, and, and why not? Like, why would the Hawks not make that trade today? Yeah. Why, and same for the if, Avalanche. Why yeah, would they if, not want to start the season with Patrick Kane?
0: If that if that was on the table, if that was really being talked about, the Hawks would be making that trade right away as long as Kane wanted to do it. Yeah. Because if you say, oh, okay, well, we'll uh, we'll talk later on the season. Oh, like, knock on wood. Oh, Patrick Kane just blew out his knee. Crap. Then, yeah. then what? Then you're sitting on nothing. You have no first. You have no buy room, You have no new hook. If that's yeah. the deal, you make the deal as long as Kane wants to do it. Yes. Yeah. So you would make it immediately. Anything so,
1: you see with names tied to it right now is pure speculation, pure click generation. Like we talked about last week. Unless
0: it's coming from those. Unless it's those a sources that we were talking about last f- yes, week. Friedman, and earlier today, yeah, Yes, Holly Friedman, LeBron. Like all those, all those guys, um, or like from local beats you know if if that's where it's coming from you can take a little bit of of, of salt from it if not yeah or like, jay zawoski We're sure or, or uh, jay zawoski. but like
1: hockey rumors on facebook is not going to give you they're not going to be the first ones to have NHL
0: a rumor source dot just yeah, don't, so that's don't, the thing i like, think about
1: it. the source like is this the kind of place that would have this story before any of the insiders would of course not right of course not so just use your use your common sense i know we get like swept up in this stuff but and you know we're all guilty of it but like just if if you see the source and you don't see it anywhere else unless it's one of those verified people bobby margarita (laughs) our favorite you know (laughs) friedman whoever the list goes on and on you know who these people are you know the people pierre lebrun the ones who do it for a living If they don't verify it immediately or very, very soon after, it's just BS. It's just trying to... I could publish something on com and say, I know the trade package for... I know what the Hawks are going to trade Patrick Kane for. And just put it out there. It's going to generate a million clicks and be shared a million times because a lot of people can't... We know this now more than ever, that people can't discern what is actual news and what isn't. Mm -hmm. So just be careful. Just... Just use common sense when going through these things. All right, back to the Twitter page uh, from Brian M. Excuse me. Based on the healthy conversations between Kane, Taves, and management, what is the likely likely scenario this year with them and their status on staying or going? Personally, I would love Kane to stay and break records all while building a winning culture. I don't know how I feel on Taves yet. Um, you know, I think they're both going to go. I think they're both going to go with the deadline. And as cool as it would be, to see Patrick Kane break all the Hawks' records, it doesn't really help them in the rebuild. <laughs> right. I think I just want to see maximum return for both guys, wish them well, have the nice little final send-off home game before the deadline where it's kind of the wink-wink, nudge-nudge, we know this is going to happen kind of a thing, and and go from there. It's the best thing for the team. It's going to be painful. It's absolutely going to be painful to see those guys go, but it doesn't take away all the stuff they accomplished here. The Cups are still here. Everything is still... Everything still happened with them playing elsewhere. I think what you got to do, like they did with Debrinkit, you got to just tear the Band-Aid off. It's going to be painful as hell, but just get it done. Get the maximum return and get back to winning uh, consistently again.
0: Yeah, I, I think as far as their their status with the with the new management, with the new coaching staff, I think the the goal that the front office and the coaching staff had was let's see if they're in f- to at least see how things play out and i think that that's the that's the sense that has been given so far is that both Taze and kane and seth jones to a, uh, another extent um they are in to see how the season plays out and i think the probably agreement is like jay said they'll play this season uh, up until the trade deadline they'll have their like pseudo farewell tour um which will be weird uh but in the grand scheme of things um The best route to to get to the bottom, so that you can get back to the top and do it the right way, is to not hold on to things. To just kind of hold on to them. Um, if you love something, let it go. Right. Yep. So I think uh, I think Taysen Kane will not only start the season with the Blackhawks. They will play the majority of the season with the Blackhawks, and. I, I still feel a little not a hundred percent that Patrick Kane will will want out, um, but it's not a fifty fifty call with me. I still feel like he he is probably I would lean that he is going to be moved at the deadline. Taze, I feel like is is more I feel more certain that he will move uh, by the deadline.
1: All right, let's go to uh, Chad from the Twitter account here on Mailbag Chad. Monday. Uh, he's got a two part question. So the first one ah, says, do the Hawks have problems with leaks in the front office? We had the dubis concern, which I mostly disregard, but then we are told part of the reason for the low return on the cat trade was that other teams knew they were, were motivated to move him. Uh, then they let on. Uh, and then he follows up with the second part. Uh, he says, finally, the entire league seemed to know Kubelik and Strom could be had for free by waiting whereas other teams don't seem to have the same problem getting something for RFAs at the trade deadline. Uh, thanks for the great show. So yeah. I think the Dabrinkit thing, you got to remember how engaged agents are in trade discussions, right? This is not just like... The, agents are heavily involved in these things these days, and I think it became abundantly clear that whoever was trading for Alex Dabrinkit was not going to get a sign-in trade. And I think when the conversations began... A lot of teams thought, like, well, maybe we can, you know, sign him to the extension and bring him in. Alex DeBrinket wants to explore free agency. Yeah, he wants to. He's not interested in, you know, just signing with Ottawa or whoever would have traded for him. He wasn't
0: signing up for eight years in Ottawa or New Jersey. So
1: that scared a lot of teams away, and that's the agent talking. So before Pierre Dorian makes a trade with Chicago, he's going to call Alex DeBrinket's agent and say, "Hey, we're working on this. Do you see this as a potential place where he'd be willing to sign long term?" The agent either already knows or reaches out to the Brinkett and says, hey, we're talking to Ottawa. You know, is that a team that you would consider signing with right now? Alex says yes or no. And these things are very fluid. It is not just between GM and GM. The agents play a giant role. Mm -hmm. And, yes, that is sometimes how the leaks happen is agents talk to sources, sources get things out for them. And sometimes, too, like you'll see teams get let things out and drive up demand on a player and say, oh, you know, the return for Dabrinkit is multiple firsts. Sometimes that works in your favor. I'm not saying this happened, but just for as an example, uh, sometimes it, you know, drives up interest and it starts a bidding war. Sometimes it scares teams away. Mm-hmm. So maybe these are some of the the, the learning steps that, that Kyle Davidson needs to learn is how to negotiate those waters, right, and letting things out a little bit, talk about what sort of offers they're getting because they know who talks. They know who they can say things to that's going to get it out in the media in such a way uh, that, that they want it to. So there's a whole game involved in the whole thing. So you got to keep that in mind all the time.
0: Yeah, and, and I think to address the, the Strom and Kubelik parts of, of the question there from, uh, from Chad, um, Dylan Strom was on the trade block for, what, a year and a half? and there was no trade offers to, to be had or, or none that made round pick sense. was the biggest offer. Sixth round pick for his RFA rights was the best offer, uh, that, that we understand that the Blackhawks had on the table for him. And I think one th- with that, I think one thing Kyle Davidson is doing is saying, you know what, we're not just going to ship you, ship you for, for a, a late round pick just for the heck of it. We're going to allow, you know, Davidson saying, we're going to allow Dylan to kind of figure out where, where he wants to go on his own. Um, the contracts that they got, you can't. I don't think you can really be mad at it because, if you look, if a six round pick is all that you were going to get for his RFA rights, a team is on the free agency market is not going to say, "Oh, well, then let's just shovel four and a half five million dollars at him." If they knew that they could have got him for a six round pick, the the the, the, the expectations of the deal decrease at, at, at that point. So Kubalik signing cheap. A cheaper than his qualifying offer. Dylan Strom's signing cheaper than his qualifying offer. Um, I don't get why people around the league don't think Dylan Strom is, is a solid middle, middle of the year lineup uh, f- uh, centerman. Um, I think he's proved that on two occasions with the Blackhawks that he can do it. Um, for Kubalik, I think, you know, he just had back to back down underperforming seasons. So it's, uh, you know, a cheaper deal was, was, was to be expected. Um, but, but pounding pounding your fists and being mad that the Blackhawks couldn't get them for those same deals, I think at that point you're just saying, you know what, it's not going to work out with Kubelik. It's not going to work out with Strom. You move on from it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, note in the chat here from Jay Serio, uh, Kyle Davidson has a close relationship with Frank Saravalli and leaks to him all the time. Now, I, I don't know. Sure, maybe. Unless you know Frank or Kyle, I don't know how you can just, like, bleh, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Frank has somebody in the Blackhawks. I think Emily Kaplan does too. Yeah. But you gotta remember how many people in the organization know what's happening. Mm-hmm. There's a whole PR team. There are scouts. There are assistant GMs. There are assistants to the assistant GM. There's two
0: dozen assistant There's GMs.
1: Dozens of people <laughs> that know the sort of things the Blackhawks are up to. Mm-hmm. And it takes one of them to have a close relationship with Frank Saravalli or Emily Kaplan or whoever to to leak those stories to them in that way i have sources mario's got sources we all have sources they all come from different places but they all have the same information mm-hmm. right like it's yep. an organizational discussion when these things come around like for instance if if, a, if if kyle davidson says to a scout hey i'd like you to really go focus on player x mm-hmm. for the next two weeks a, that scout can reach out to a source and say hey keep an eye on this guy i know we're taking a look at him right It could be that simple. Whether or not something comes of it remains to be seen. That's why you see a lot of rumors from sources who are plugged in and do really know not come to fruition. If they send their scouts to go look at player X and the scout's like, you know, he wasn't working real hard in the corners and just didn't like his overall game. Cool. That's what scouts are for. That's why you have pro scouts. If if a team's pitching a player to you and you don't have a, a great knowledge of the player, you send your scouts out to watch and you make your decision there. But it doesn't mean that talks between, play, you know, team A and team B about player X haven't taken place. They absolutely have. Yeah. So it's just it's how it works. It's it's usually not Kyle Davidson calling Frank Saravali and saying <laughs> we are trading for this guy. No, if only it was
0: that simple. It's dot connecting.
1: <laughs> it's source connecting. It's it's kind of sifting through everything. And you know, look, a lot of people do have very high connections. Like yeah. when you see bob mckenzie i'm sure yeah i'm sure sure nhl dm uh, nhl
0: gms uh have elliot friedman's phone phone number saved in their phone and talk to him frequently because there's also the dance of hey do you know what team x is 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 looking at because we might be talking to them right and 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 friedman or Valley or kaplan they they talk with these with their sources which could be as high as a gm it could be a scout it could be it's it's agents um, it's, it's all an interconnection of, 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 uh, networks that these sources come through and these reports come through. But, um, if Kyle Davidson and Frank Saravalli are, 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 good buddies, sure. Maybe. I don't know. I that's don't. It's great for us because then good. the stories get out. And you know what? Saravalli was, was pounding the table for Brandon Hagel trading. And we said, ha, that's dumb. Oh, <laughs> and then he was or pounding not. the table that Alex Brinkett is getting traded. And we were like, huh, and there you go. Yeah. So he's connected some way. I don't know if it's Kyle Davidson, but he's connected some way for sure. All
1: right, we've got one more to do. Uh, do you want to do... Uh, yes, let's talk yeah, let's about before uh, FOCO get to here. This last one's a big one.
0: Uh, yeah, FOCO is a uh, new sponsor here with us at CHGO. Uh, they are joining us as your home for the best Chicago sports coverage as they are a leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. Uh, get, your, get the best... Get access to the best collectibles and best gear around at FOCO, whether it's bears, cubs, white socks, black hawks, bulls, whatever it is. With FOCO, you will have something for you, your kid, a friend, or a loved one. Looking to get some new gear, collectibles, or accessories, FOCO has gener- officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids with everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs and Birkenstocks. Uh, Foco has got you covered with the best Chicago merchandise for your favorite team. Right now, head on over to Foco.com. That's F O C O.com. Or click the link below in the YouTube description of this podcast. For all of the non presale items, you can use the promo code C H G O and you're going to get 10% off. Of your purchase. Again, that's Foco, foco.com and use the promo code CHGO. All right, we've got one more
1: question to get to. Reminder if you want to get in on Mailbag Monday, it's never too early to email us, Blackhawks at com or hit us up on Twitter. Those Twitter ones are usually better closer to the show um, because we can kind of curate them a little bit better. Uh, but we're at CHGO underscore Blackhawks and of course on that AllCHGO members only Discord. You can get us there too. Those questions get priority because yeah. you remember. All right. Last one comes from two girls, one puck. I don't <laughs> pick the names. I just read what's on the screen. Have you read the latest tweets from Rick Westhead covering the Hockey, Hockey Canada sexual assault investigations? Two current Hawk players were part of that world junior team. Is there a concern from the front office that they will have to go through yet another scandal? Um, Look, I I can't imagine the Hawks are seeing this thing and not being slightly concerned about it. Taylor Radish and Boris Kachuk were both on the Hockey Canada roster uh, in that year. Now, I want to make sure we're very clear. We have zero indication whether or not either of those players were involved in this allegation. Uh, We're not going to share the details. They are horrific, as you would imagine. They are very easy to find. Uh, Rick Westhead, Katie Strang, the usual suspects are all over this story as they are whenever these ugly things happen in hockey. Um, Of course, the Hawks have to be concerned knowing two roster players that were not in the organization at the time were involved in this, uh, potentially involved in this scandal. Um, I have to say, too, and this is just, you know, me personally, when this came out, it makes you think, What did Tampa know if Radish and Kachuk came in the same trade? Both guys were on the same teams. They've got a long history as being teammates together even before Hockey Canada. Did Tampa know something? Is it just a coincidence? I don't know. I really hate to speculate on something like this, especially something this serious. But, of course, the mind wanders. And, of course, I'm sure people in the front office are very, very itchy about what could potentially be coming out here soon.
0: Yeah, it's not a good look. If, uh just to even have any sort of connection whether it's a strong or loose one to this story um, it's a very muddy story uh, right now again as Jay said you can you can find out the information um, from from request set at TSN Kate strang at the athletic uh, there was an article recently uh, from global news.ca uh, Amanda Connolly the author on this um, had some information about the players connected that that fit the description of the connection of players uh, that may or may not have been involved in this. Um, they said that they were the players were both playing in the CH, CHL and uh, played for Hockey Canada. Uh, so Kachuk and Radish uh, both fit, fit that description. Uh, from Bor- on, regarding Boris Kachuk, this is from uh, again GlobalNews.ca. Uh, the Agent at Octagon Hockey for Boris Kachuk says that Boris fully cooperated with the Hockey Canada investigation and will continue to provide that cooperation in any further investigation. Uh, Regarding Radish, he is uh, represented by Wasserman Hockey. Uh, Global News reached out to different agents that represent six players uh, that have potential connections to this story uh, by Wasserman Hockey. They released a statement on behalf of all six players uh, denying that any of the players were involved of the alleged assault uh, and that any further comment uh, would not be made at that time and that those players cooperated in the investigation with the uh, local authorities in London, Ontario, Canada at the time of the investigation. I believe this was summer of 2018. Uh, So that's all we know regarding those, uh, those two guys now based on the statements put out by their representation. Um, there have been some, some players that were potentially connected to this that have come out and said, I wasn't there. I was not involved. I do not know who was involved. Uh, a couple of players have come out and made public statements that way. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very uh, fluid situation right now. It is not a great look for the Blackhawks to be tied to it again. Um, it's not a great look for hockey to have another uh, it's, incident it's like this happens way too often um, more than any other sport and you know we'll we'll see how things uh, transpire with uh, with this story. I hope that whatever the outcome is uh, that the victim can find some um, I don't know some solace to it. Uh, I know that this was a, a case that apparently was already settled once but i don't quote me on this i don't know canadian law very well or at all Um, but i believe that it is able to be reopened because of hockey canada is opening the investigation i i think that is the case Uh, again don't quote me on that but they are reopening the investigation and um this woman is cooperating and with the investigation and um Major props to her for opening yep. up that wound again uh, in her life to uh, get to the bottom of exactly what happened. Uh, that is not something I think anyone who has ever experienced anything like this um, wants to do. But um, yeah, hope, hoping the best for for her and the best outcome for um, yeah, whatever, yeah. However, I, it gets resolved, that it's the best for the for the parties involved. And it's just, yeah, another indication of, you know, the, the, the culture of not just hockey, but sports youth, uh, junior level sports, um, in general, it's stuff, young, young men not being (laughs) held accountable. Um, these things happen all too often and it needs to stop. And
1: before we wrap up, I want to say too, like, I know that when these horrific stories come out be it a mass shooting or a sexual assault or whatever there is fatigue as a fan there is fatigue as a civilian there is fatigue but you cannot tire of this you cannot just forget that you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's easy to push away and say oh i don't want to do a whole other summer of scandal of course Nobody does, but if it's if it's presented to us, we have to do it. Yep. We can't just ignore it. We can't turn a blind, blind eye to it. And um, Windy City Hockey says, should the Hawks just cut ties with them? I, I, the problem with the way the salary cap is structured, they can't really do that without incurring a penalty. Mm-hmm. You can't just cut a guy and walk away from him like the NFL. If,
0: if they are connected in a way that is criminal... Yes, I'd buy them out and um, walk away. Yeah, you buy them out because... Yes. If if you're saying ah well we want to save money that's an awful 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 excuse right you buy them out you take the penalty you say ah we I, we I can't have we can't have that yeah. around I think this front office understands that yes a lot more so. than the previous front office and I I know ownership is quote unquote the same um, but I think there is a different direction uh, and a different moral value. Uh, that this this front office and and the ownership group as it has been reconfigured uh, is is taking and I think if that were to be the case they would do ne- what's necessary to uh, to move on uh, from those players if that ever uh, were to be the case
1: yep it was going to play out it's about to pick up some steam um, I've got some viewers out for to some sources to see what I can find out but You know, these things are, it's not just a hockey trade. It's a legal case. So these things are tougher to get to the bottom of. So um, just be patient, uh, be sympathetic to the victim. And don't, uh, don't,
0: don't go vigilante doing your own investigation and trying to out who the victim is or, or out what players were doing, what do not do that. Just let, just let the people in charge of the investigation and in charge of disseminating the information, do that. We don't need we don't need rumor bot 1000 saying ridiculous stuff on the Internet and having that blow up and, and ruining people's lives or, or uh, reputations or anything like that. It's just just don't do that.
1: Yeah. And, and finally, I think, too, the Hawks need to just sort of let it play out, too. I think cutting both those guys or buying them out today would be reckless um, because there is no evidence, at least that we're aware of. And now if they get some evidence. Then, then yeah, right? If, but, you,
0: if you give me a second, I believe Scott Powers did actually ask Kyle Davidson about this. Let me find the... Um, okay. Let me find well, I'll remind
1: everybody one more time that we are uh, presented by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Hate to end the show on this note. It's been really good, but again, it is what it is. Like, these stories are not going away, and if they're Blackhawk-related, we have to pay attention to them, and right now this is a Blackhawk-related story until it's not.
0: Yeah yeah it's and to to the point of of feeling the fatigue and feeling you know yes I, I if I'm being if I'm being honest, last summer and season was draining mentally and even physically draining to go through as as a fan of the Blackhawks and as someone who is a member of the media and and I don't say that to have a big head. About it, I, I just you know I've I've had jobs covering this team and talking about the news. It was tough to do that, and it pales in comparison to, you know, the, the the people who had to live through that those things. But you have to do it. These these are this is part of our job to to talk about the news and to talk about the things that are important. Um, and it's we're always going to address these things when they need to be, and you you have to be able to kind of digest it because it's 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 a it's a problem within sports that is coming to to fruition way too often and it's not the fault of oh this information is getting out that's not the problem the problem is there's information to get out this is there's still things like this happening and i you know we we've we've talked about having um evan moore on the show uh sometime this offseason uh him and yashvina shah they wrote um game misconduct a, a book all about the uh, problems within within hockey and sports culture with racism and sexism and and homophobia, abuse and, homophobia and all those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're we're working to get Evan on, and uh, we're, on we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have that kind of discussion. And, and I really want to to dive into it. I'm not finding. I know you're looking. For I'm it. not finding the Scott Powers thing, but it it was it was one of those things where if you if you have the Athletic subscription, um, some it's like a tweet that only subscribers can see. So I I apologize to Scott we'll if, find that, it. if that's we'll pulling find it, it for back. tomorrow, but he he did uh, I believe he did talk with Kyle Davidson regarding Kachuk and Radish his name being tied to this, and Davidson said that uh, they are following the investigation, they are cooperating where when when they are asked to, um, and if anything comes of it, they something will come of it. So yeah, um, the, so the team is aware they're um. They are participating, they are, they're following what they need to do, uh, and I think that that's, that's all we, we really can know at this point. All
1: right, we're running late, but before yeah. we wrap up, Sean brings up a good point in the chat. I think people need to understand the nuance here, uh, though, that with these players on the Hawks, it's far different than the scandal that happened under the Hawks' watch. So here's the deal with both of these things, Sean. It's the response. Anytime there are 100 people in an organization Those someone will do something bad. It's going to happen. It is how the organization responds. And with the uh, Kyle Beach situation, the response was zero, less than zero. It was nothing, absolutely nothing. And then the regime in place helped the uh, the uh, uh, the the assault, the assaulter, (laughs) assaulter, Brad Aldrich. Brad Aldrich. They helped him find more employment. OK, yeah. so it's the response to the scandal, not the. Sc- of course, the scandal itself is terrible. But if it turns out that either of these Hawks players were involved in this, buy them out. Move on. It's over. That is how you respond. You respond immediately. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We had a, another big showing in the YouTube channel today. Reminder, if you've not already done it, to please hit that like button. We would greatly appreciate it if you do that. We'll be back like Tuesday at 11 a.m., Joe Brand in studio with us for Top Shelf Tuesday. It's going to be a great time. Thank you to Kevin for producing the show today. We greatly appreciate it. We'll talk to you Tuesday at 11 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.